welcome to a recording of a short Bible-based talk from Hope Church Worcester. If you're in the area and you'd like to visit us, we would love to see you. We meet in our building called the Granary, which is located in the centre of Worcester. Morning everyone. This is a bit high for me. Um, so so as, as many of you know, I um, well, some of you don't even know who I am, I guess. So I'm Jim, I'm one of the leaders here, um, and I work for the church, and um, I particularly lead the, um, the six, six o'clock congregation, but I'm also involved in 11.15. But every now and again, I get the joy of being here at the 9.15. And, uh, so, but I, I um, had a sabbatical some time ago, and um, had two months off, really just to charge the batteries, to seek God, hear what he's got to say, um, spent most of it at the beach, um, and it was a great time. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Um, but I've come back with all sorts of things that I feel God's speaking about. And, uh, and so praying for God's grace. Uh, when you know when you're just full of download, you want to give what's the, share the stuff that is appropriate for now and not just everything. I could just blurt it all out and, uh, and I'm not sure you'll be that blessed. Um, but there's, there's a couple of things I feel that God is really speaking to us about. And one is um, about growing in our ability to host the presence of God. Um, that's one of them. Uh, the other one is about uh, the, the Great Commission, our call to go and make disciples of all nations. And, um, and we've, I, I feel like these are, the, these are the two areas that God wants to particularly highlight in this coming season uh, for us. And I'm going to talk this morning about the first one, hosting God's presence. And uh, the, the, tr- the truth is, when you've been around um, leadership for a while... Um, you will have heard all of the um, endings of this sentence. What we really need is. <laughs> you, would have, you, you would have heard a lot of those. I've heard a lot of those in my time. Things like, what we need is, sorry, better music. Heard that one. Not for a long time, though. Um, what we need is louder music. It needs to be cranked up a bit. Uh, the problem here is, music's too loud. Uh, what, we need, what we need here is drums. Well, you know, the problem here is you need to get rid of those drums. You know, or, or the, you know, what we need to be is we need to be more welcoming to, to guests and visitors. Uh, and then, of course, I hear the other side. What we need here is to be more full of the Spirit and with, with, we're spending too long thinking about visitors and we're not embracing the Spirit and having punchy, meaty sermons. We need to, you get the point. What we need is all sorts of things. Uh, you know, what we need is better kids' work. What we need is, or oh, the kids to go out straight away. What we need is now the kids to be in. There's, there's all manner of things that, that, you know, come under this what we need is. Um, we need to do more for the poor. Uh, we spend too much spending, we spend too much of our time caring for the poor. It's all of these things that, that happen, you know, what we need is to go back to two congrega- one congregation. That one comes up, that's come up recently. What we need is, you know, it's great that we've gone to two. There's, there's all sorts of things that, we th- that, that will come under the heading, and you've probably got your list, uh, your things, you know, that would say what Hope Church need is. Um, and uh, one, one thing I want to say is the one, one of the things that God spoke to me in, in, during the sabbatical, and I'm just going to sort of put, put this out there, we'll let you know what happens. Uh, one of the things that God spoke to me personally about during sabbatical is I, w- I want to actually have some of these conversations, the what we need is conversations. 
sort of set myself up for trouble, aren't I? Uh, uh, but one of the things that I felt God speak to me about during sabbatical is to try and find a way that I could sit down with every member of the church to have a chat about how, how you're doing and how we're doing. So watch this space. Josephine will help me. She, she even, I don't know how Josephine even makes her presence felt in the 915 when she's not here, but she has. Um, but she will send an email out and give you a, you know, a way. We've got to somehow administrate um, how we can do that. But if you're up for it, I'd like to meet with everybody in the church just to have a chat about how you're doing and about, and about the life of Hope Church. Is that all right? Yes. Flipping heck. Yes. Is that all right? Yes. I mean, you can just ignore the email if you want to. Um, but then you can't come to me saying you don't, nobody listens in this church. You can't do that. Uh, so, so, um, so, here's, so what I want us to think about is, is the what we need and the first thing, I think, I think if, if, you, if there's one thing that has to trump everything, in my humble opinion, in terms of the what we need, is that we need to host his presence. You know, our, our call, we are, Peter talks about, we are like living stones being built together to build a temple for his presence. That's what we're, that's what we're here for. We, the, our relationships with each other and how we grow as a community. You know, we don't go to church. You know that, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's, a, it's a wrong statement. We're going to church. No, we don't go to church. We gather as the church. Yeah. We are the church, whether we're here or not. You got it? Yeah. And, and how, we, how we link together and how we grow together affects our hosting of the presence of God. That's right. Doesn't it? There's a story that I've been pondering and meditating on a little bit, and I'm not going to read it for the sake of time, uh, but it's when um, David, David was king, and, uh, and they basically got the point, there, was, there were times in the life of the Israelites when they had the Ark of the Covenant, wasn't there? Do you remember what the Ark of the Covenant is? What is it? Somebody? Presence of God. Give me a bit more. Box. In the, in the box, there was a, it was a box, wasn't it? That was that, that they kept the they kept the Ten Commandments in. A few of the bits and bobs. Staff budded. Yeah, staff. They, you know, there was some manna in there, wasn't there? This was, but basically, it was it was the, it was where God's presence came. When they when they anointed the temple, God's presence came. And as they as they moved in the tabernacle and they carried the ark, the presence of God would go with them as they carried the ark, wouldn't it? Um, but of course, some time goes by, and we know from the life of the uh, Israelites, uh, they went from highs to lows, from highs to lows, times when they, you know, this king obeyed the Lord, this king didn't obey the Lord, this, do you know what I mean? And, and, and they went backwards and forwards, and there were times when God uh, st- withdrew his presence from the people, and then they were able to be plundered by the enemy, and then they had to cry out to God again, uh, to humble themselves, cry out to God again, and then God would come and rescue them, and so on and so forth. And this was one of those times when, when the ark had been plundered, uh, it, had been, it had been captured, um, and, and they hadn't brought it back yet. So David was now king, and, uh, and he was following God, and things were, things were looking good, and they hadn't brought it back yet, and they went to bring it back, and, uh, and they, put it, they put it on a... Um, on a, on, a, on a cart and their oxen pulling the thing and they had worshippers going ahead of them uh, and they, it was a big occasion okay uh, and David made a big splash made a big noise this is what we're going to do we're going to bring the Ark of the Covenant back God's presence coming back to, to the people of God and, 
and then, and then they, got, they got to the threshing floor at somewhere or other, I can't remember where, um, and how do you pronounce this name? U-Z-Z-A-H. Uzzah, that's what I thought it was, but it just doesn't sound right. Uzzah, thanks Bill. Um, so Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark, and then because of the presence of God, he dropped down dead. And of course, at that point, you know, the party's a little bit subdued. <laughs> and and uh, what are we going to do now? And, uh, and they took the ark and they put it at Obededom's house. And, uh, and Obededom then, uh, it stayed with, stayed with him for three months and, uh, and he, it's, it talks about Obed-Edom was blessed and his household was blessed, his children were blessed uh, because he hosted the presence of God at his house. Uh, and then when, when um, David had then consulted the right way of doing it and realised it was actually the, the Levites that were called um, to, to, to move the, the ark and he, he figured out how to do it right and they, and they did it right and they brought the ark back into, into the, the, for the people of God. And um, I think there's some things for us to consider. Um, we live in a different time. We don't live in the old covenant where God is in a box. Um, uh, you, know, you can't put God in a box. Well, they did, but he got out. Uh, and, uh, and, and now we are the temple. Yeah. Okay? And so now the, the box, the presence of God is, is amongst us. We, you know, the, the stone tablets are no longer on, you know, the, the, on stone tablets. The, the, um, the law is no longer written on stone tablets. It's now written on our hearts, isn't it? It's a, different, it's a different time. But somehow or other, this business of hosting his presence is still vitally important. Let me just be clear. When I talk about his presence, um, we know God is omnipresent. Yes. Which means he's everywhere, all of the time. So he's here. Right? We know that where two or three gather in his name, there he is in the midst. So he's here. Welcome, God. He's here. He's amongst us. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we know that uh, for those who, who follow him, those who believe in him, he will never leave or forsake us. So he's taken up residence. He's with you. He's, he's here. Yes. So we know he's here. But we also know, and what I'm talking about today, we also know there are moments, there are times when particularly his, his presence manifests amongst us. And we see the reality of his presence. Yeah. Got it? And that's what I'm talking about. And, and the Holy Spirit, that, you know, it talks about, in the Bible, it talks about there are, there are times when we can grieve the Spirit. And so there's this, there's this connection with God that we have that he's always with us, but somehow or other, and I don't fully understand it, how he's always with us, but there's sometimes the moments when he's grieved, he takes a step back, he's with us, so please be assured he's with you. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. All right? But there are moments when, when we grieve his, his spirit and it, and, it, and it takes a step back. And, there, and so I feel that there are, there are things that we can do. There's the, the way that we can conduct ourselves, the way that we can behave that, that better hosts the presence or less well hosts the presence. Are you with me? We are, are we all right theologically? Are we okay, John? All right, thanks. You've had, a, you've had a sleepless night, so what do you know? Um, so, so um, but that's really what I want to talk about today. And I want to I be quite open with you and personal. One of the things that God put his finger on me in sabbatical, and it was conviction, and I had to repent. Oh, now I've got you listening. Um, and the thing that I felt God speak to me about during sabbatical was grumbling, and whinging, moaning. And, and to be honest with you, I, I feel like, Maybe it was tiredness, 
Um, but but I, I feel like there was, a, there was a period before I went on sabbatical where I'd sort of allowed my heart to not be right. Moments when I'd allow my heart to not be right. And I think, you know, there were, there were people that knew, people that close to me, no, I, was a, I, I moaned a bit, I whinged a bit. And, and actually, I feel like actually the Spirit of God just put his hand on me and said, no, that's got to stop in my house. And actually, that hinders the presence of God. Do you know what I mean? It, it, says, it says in, um, where are we? Psalms somewhere. Or pro- no, was it? Where is it? I make notes, I don't know why I bother. Um, Proverbs 4, 23. No, 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 Psalms. Psalms 133, verse 1 to 3. It says, how good and pleasant it is when brothers, when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard, down the collar of his robe. It is as the dew of Hermon were filling the Mount of Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm sharing what was a particular conviction to me and I feel like God wants to speak to us as a church. And the truth is, there are, there are seasons in God and there are seasons when, when God wants to do more amongst us and requires more. So one of the things I've been, we've been praying, haven't we been praying for years about revival? Haven't we? Um, years and years about revival. And, and one of the things that I feel God's been just whispering in my ear is, no, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. There's revival fire coming to this land. And here's how I believe it's coming. And now I believe it's beginning to touch me. It's a, it's a personal revival. I feel like God is getting hold of us individually. I feel like there, is, you know, there are things that I could get away with that I can't get away with when God's moving. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you with me? I feel like he's calling us to a deeper relationship with him and, and he's calling us to a higher place where there are things, what, what, needs to, what needs to change in your heart for you to be a greater, better host of his presence? And the one that I feel God's putting his finger on that I want to just have a little ponder about today, and it could be all sorts of things, but the one that I feel God wants to put his finger on is this Business of grumbling. We can see in, in, the, in, the, in the, the history of the Israelites um, throughout, um, throughout the time, you know, grumbling hurt them, cost them, didn't it? There were, there were moments when, when, you know, going through the desert and they moaned about all sorts of things and it, it cost them, it, ang- it angered God. Now we know that the anger of God is satisfied by the cross so I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about God is going to smite us because we're moaning. Do you know what I mean? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there's a, there's a, there's a right way to handle our pain and our, and our concerns and our disappointments and, and whatever else it might be. King David, you know, if, if anyone had a right to complain and have a little whinge, it was David when Saul was after him, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? There was that, there was that story, wasn't there, where, where you know, David had been anointed as king, Saul was still king, and, and, and then David served faithfully. He did the right stuff. He served faithfully, but, but Joel was, uh, Saul was jealous and wanted to basically 
take David out and kill him because you know, his, his position was being threatened. And, uh, and David would not say anything negative or bad about Saul. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, actually, there's something for us to learn there. I'm not saying that we're all now saying stuff about... It's not, I'm not talking about leaders or, or whatever. We're talking about this, this thing that happens. James talks in, in his letter about the tongue. And, and it's about the smallest part of the body with huge effect. Do you know what I mean? And he's encouraging us to tame the tongue. How do we, how do we get a hold of that and say, no, I'm, I'm going to use my... Because he talked about it's, the tongue can bless, it can curse. Um, and how do we get a hold of it and tame what comes out of our mouths? Because what comes out of our mouths affects the body, both personally but also corporately. It affects us. And uh, some, somehow or other, I, I believe, and I'm, I know I'm stepping out here because you might be thinking, well, I don't moan. I don't know what Jim's going on about. It's just him. Um, so, and, that, and if that's the case, please humour me. Shake my hand at the end. Say, well done. Um, because it's a bit vulnerable, talking about your own weaknesses. Um, you know, but, I, but I suspect it, some of this stuff will identify to us. So how do, we, how do we do it? How do we tame the tongue? How do we um, deal with these things? And I have made notes, but they are... I think, I think the first thing I want to say is, you, you know, it's okay to feel cheesed off about stuff, okay? So I'm not saying you can't feel cheesed off, because, you know, that's not real, is it? We're going to get cheesed off, we're going to get fed up, we're going to get grumpy, and we're going to find things difficult from time to time. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to happen. Um, but I think we need to be really mindful and careful, and this is, the, this is the thing that God spoke to me about, who we talk to about it. When you're having a, a complaint and a, and a moan, are you talking to the right person? It's crucial. Because if it's, if it's a moan and a complaint about, I'm, I'm talking specifically, I suppose, about the body, church life, okay? Um, and, and, I'm, and I'm really not commenting on that I think that lots of people are moaning. I'm trying to say... Talk about what God's been speaking to me about, okay? Um, but when, when we've got something that's concerning us about the family, about the body, it's the right thing to talk to the right person. If you're talking about somebody else to somebody else, that's, that's whinging, it's moaning, okay? And I feel like that's one of the things God just wants to just remind us gently, Remind us that, no, when you feel cheesed off about something, speak to the right person. Um, it's all gone quiet now. I feel, I feel like I'm right in it now. Um, I've sort of said it now. I can't unsay it. Um, second thing is that um, I, I feel like, and again, I'm learning this from my own experience, um, that it's quite easy to, it's quite easy to, to get offended. It's quite easy to take offence and allow, allow something to get in here. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that gets into our hearts and it grows. And, and where, where, does that, where does that come from? I think, I think one of the things um, that, that I feel like is, is, it's not the only thing, but one of the ways that offence gets in here uh, in, in a problem way is when we allow our ego to 
to reign. Do you know what I mean? One of the pictures that God keeps on giving me, because um, I'm not going to tell you, you know, in church life, you, you know, there's, there's times when you get a bit cheesed off about things. All right? I'm sorry, but I do sometimes. But, but the picture that God keeps giving me is of a, of a knight now at his sword, like this, and saying, for the king's pleasure. And I, and I feel like God's saying, no, it's not about your ego. I can stand you down, I can stand you up. You, you serve for the king's pleasure. That's why you're here. That's what we do, what we do. It's him we serve. But there are times when we can get so caught up with building his church and, and rallying together and, have, and being concerned about things that, that we're, we're, we're not doing it for the king. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I, am I, you know, you're all looking blank or confused. So, so um, it's just easy to take offence. So, so I just want to encourage us to, to, to position ourselves in church life. A, I'm here to host the presence of God. I'm going to play my part. I'm one of the living stones called to host the presence of God. I'm going to play my part. There, there isn't one person that has a more important role than another on that job. Do you, do you get me? This is, a, this, is a, this is a corporate call that we're called to do. Um, and, and, um, and, there are, and there are things that, that annoy us and upset us and cause us you know, challenges, and we talk to the right people about it. Got it? Um, you know, I think it helps us if we know that we're serving at the king's pleasure. We're doing it for him, not for somebody else or, or, or for our own um, glory. It's for him. It says, it says um, in Proverbs, it says, Above all else, guard your hearts, for it is the wellspring of life. One of the things that I've discovered when I'm feeling a bit fed up, feeling a bit cheesed off, feeling a bit demotivated. Um, often the thing that I'm snappy about isn't the thing that's really going on. So sometimes we have to look into our hearts and think, what, what am I actually fed up about? What am I actually angry about or annoyed about? Because what I'm snapping about is just the trigger. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and so, so actually it's so, it's so vitally important when we're living stones being built together to host the glory and the presence of God. It's so vitally important that we look at our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to examine our hearts and counsel us. It talks about him being the counsellor. Do you know what I mean? We can counsel each other and we can, we can go and see a counsellor. Those are very good things to do. I encourage you to do that if you feel the need to. We can also invite the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts. Say, Holy Spirit, shine your light into my heart. What, what's going on here? So as I've, as I've done that, as God's been convicting me about being a, you know, too much moaning, um, you know, I've, I've been doing a bit of that. Say, God, what is going on here? And some of it is annoyingly still childhood stuff that keeps coming back. And I think, when am I ever going to be free from this flipping childhood of mine? Do you know what I mean? Because they're, they're formative years, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? And, they, and they've, they've formulated. So, and some of us, we, 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 we carry some pain and some hurts and some wounds uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to come and massage and, 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 and work on and, and you know, speak to us about. 
And that's one of the things, as, as both my parents have died and different things, family things have gone on, there's stuff that God's, again, put, brought me back to a place of, no, that's what you're upset about. Ah, oh, yeah. You know, and it says, it says in the Bible, doesn't it, one of Jesus' most famous sermons, you know, blessed to the poor. The second one, blessed to those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Do you know what I mean? So when we deal with pain properly, we can know the comfort of God, can't we? When we deal with it not properly, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't help us, it doesn't help our friends. Um, so I want to encourage us, um, you know, there's, there's a, Terry Virgo reminded us of a, um, of a George Muller quote that I heard some years ago. It's just a really good quote, and I'm not sure I've got it exactly word for word, uh, but it's basically the gist of it is this. Um, that he realised that his most important duty as a believer, uh, his daily duty as a believer, was to get his heart happy in the Lord. I just, I mean, I, you know, you could have said right, couldn't you? And then it would have been, mm, yes. But, do you know what I mean? But happy in the Lord. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and here's the thing. The reason why I believe God is putting stuff like this on the agenda is because the days are getting harder. We are living in difficult times. You just gotta put the telly on, just put the news on, and you can see we're living with higher levels of stress, higher levels of stuff going on that is, diff- that is difficult. Do you know what I mean? And so therefore there is a higher level of being right with God and having our hearts right with him required. Do you get me? Do you know what I mean? And, and one of the things, that I, this is a bit of an aside, one of the things that I've been feeling is is our, you know, our emphasis possibly, and it's not bad, but our emphasis, our gospel might have been, you know, come to Jesus and he will um, help your life to improve. Do, do you know what I mean? There's, I mean, you know, we've not said it like that, but that's, you know, sort of, you know, Jesus will set you free. You know, we sing songs, he sets the captives free, he puts, you know... Uh, 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 Actually, the, the early church, their gospel was much more hope-driven. Hope of eternity. Do you know what I mean? And, and, so, and so the problem with the, 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 the emphasis of God will bless us now, which he will, and he does, but if it's overly emphasised, when hardship happens, we think God's left us. Yep. See what I'm saying? Whereas actually the, those early believers, that their hope, their, their sense of right and well-being was in the hope of one day he was going to come, he was going to return. One day everything's going to be wrapped up and all this pain and sickness and rubbish will be dealt with once and for all and we'll be with him forever. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, feel like, I feel like God is wanting to shift our emphasis a little bit back to, no, let's live for hope. Let's live for what is to come so that we can endure <coughs> some of the challenges that we are currently experiencing. Do you know what I mean? We, we've, if, you, if you look at it, we've had a, we've had a whole season, haven't we? A couple of years, two, three years of unprecedented uses of the word unprecedented. <laughs> Have we not? And so all of us are living with some low level or even high level stress. You know, we, we all of us put the TV on regularly to see death rates. That's going to do something to in here. Do you know what I mean? It affects us. And now we've got, you know, we've got this, you know, I'm not going to make a political statement about it, but we've got a guy at war with the Ukrainians and the world looking on and the effects of that and, and the guy 
at war, you know, has his finger on a nuclear arsenal. And, and so, so, you know, I mean, I grew up in the 80s, so we talked about nuclear, the threat of nuclear war all the time. Do you know what I mean? But that's not been talked about for many years, has it? But suddenly, it's sort of talked about again. What would you do? All of that sort of talk. Stressful. And we have to have our feet on something other than how well we're doing. Do you know what I mean? Paul and the, the writers, the early church, were able to write about their hope and their joy in the Lord in horrendous circumstances, far beyond anything we ever encountered, because their, their, their standing and their security and their joy was in what's to come. Can you see there's a little shift? That's a little aside. I wasn't going to mention that one, but, but that's a little aside. Um, but I think it's so important that we, that we take time at this time to get our, our hearts right with God. One of the things that, that I've been uh, doing over this last, um, I don't know, two or three, 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 maybe, I don't know, longer now, since the beginning of my sabbatical, one of the things that I found God speak to me about, and you'll say it's just a silly little thing, uh, but I've never journaled in my life. Do you know what I mean? I look at people that journal, I think, well, they are better than me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're proper Christians. They're, they're like, whoa, they're out there. Uh, and, uh, and actually, I've now journaled every day since the beginning of my sabbatical. And, and actually, what I've found is, it's just, it takes a few minutes for me to write out what I've been up to that, uh, write what I've been up to that day, how I feel about it, and what do I want God to do every day. Uh, it's a small thing. It doesn't take me long. I'm not hyper-spiritual. Do you know what I mean? But what I found is it's helped me to attend to in here. And, and, and what, we, what we do, and what we do in our culture, and what we're very good at, and there's lots of resource for this in our culture, is that we anaesthetise what's going on in here. Don't we? Yeah. Who's binge Netflix? Do you know I mean? I'm not talking about hardline drugs here. I'm talking about box sets. I'm talking about, I'm talking about whatever it might be for you. Do you know what I mean? That, now, now, switching off and relaxing is good, but anaesthetizing from pain that needs to be dealt with is not good. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I just want to encourage you, the Holy Spirit is very good at counselling us. The Holy Spirit is very good at bandaging our broken hearts and, and, and drawing us into a closer relationship with him. I mean, the, the, the second part of this talk, which I don't, I don't know what... What time do you finish? I have no idea. About now. Yeah, all right. Uh, I won't do the second part then. <laughs> Your loss. Um, <coughs> but another time. I'll come back another time. But, but um, you know, because coupled with this, this I'm sort of, I've sort of focused on negative a little bit about something that God wants to do amongst us, but also this, this, this personal revival thing that I feel like there's, there's the fires of personal revival. That I, that I, I describe it as I'm catching the sparks of, of personal revival. It, for myself, and that is, and that is, calling me, drawing me to seek God. It's it's revealing to me the goodness of God like I've never seen before. Good. Do you know what I mean? I can highly recommend a book that God really used to speak to me. Mark Comer, God has a name. What a, do you know what I mean? I've discovered books, folks. I'm not really a book reader, but there's some great books out there. And when you have some time, when you sit at a beach, well, what else are you going to do? Uh, read some books. So, you know, but God has a name, Mark Homer. And, and it just, it's pulled me and drawn me to... <laughs> That's not God's name. That's not God's name, is it? It's by Mark Homer. No, no. He's, he's called something else. Um, 
do you know what I mean? But it, it's, it's drawn me into a relationship with God that, yeah. that is, that's a, he's a good God. Very good. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's a very good yes, God. He and, he's, and he's rich in mercy. Yes, he is. He's, he's, he's gracious and compassionate, yes. slow to anger. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Slow to anger. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, we, you know, he talks in his book about us creating God in our image. Now, actually, no, we right. need to be drawn into a relationship with him to, to know what he's really like. Come on. He loves us. Preacher. And it's, all, it's always been about love. It's always been about relationship with us. He, he wants you. He wants you. Yeah. He wants your heart in a way that perhaps we've never known. I've never known. Come on. Do you know what I mean? And this is what I mean by a personal revival. And I want to encourage us, if you're praying for 10 minutes a day, pray for 20 minutes a day. If you're praying for half an hour a day, pray for an hour a day. I don't, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I want to invite you into, I believe, I believe that the Spirit's moving. Yes, he is. But it's not like this, you know, at this moment in time, it's not like some, some thing that we read about in books where suddenly loads of people find faith in Jesus. Right now, it's you yeah. and him. Right now. That's right. And mixed with us and him. That's what I've been emphasising corporate and about how important it is that we host his presence. I should stop talking now. Let me pray. Um, how do you land a talk like this? I don't know. So let's just, let's just shut our eyes for a minute and, and just have a minute just to say, God, was that, was that just bearded man rambling on or were you speaking? Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We, just want, we do want to thank you, Jesus, that you are building your church. The gates of hell cannot prevail. We thank you that you visit your church. We thank you that you're here, but we thank you that there are moments when we particularly feel the closeness, the manifest presence of God. Lord, would you teach us individually and corporately how to host the presence in new ways? God, if there's stuff that's in our hearts towards each other or just stuff that is accumulated over the years, God, would you shine your spotlight into our hearts? Not in a heavy way, Thank you that you draw us with your love. But would you shine your light into our hearts so that we can deal with stuff that's in there that causes us to feel grumbly. Give us the grace right now, God, to grow our relationships with you and with each other. God, that collectively as a an organism, as a body, as a family. God, we will be like those living stones. God, that are knit together, that are for each other, that are supporting each other, that are able to see others elevated. Deal with our egos. Help us to have the courage to have the right conversation with the right person. Also, that we can see your glory revealed, that we can experience as a body your glory in greater ways. But God, that you can shine through us to this broken world, 
your glory, your goodness, your nature. So come, Holy Spirit, come and do your work. I just want us to pause for a few minutes. I just want you to think, if you think it, you know, maybe put yourself in my shoes and think, what am I going to journal from this talk? Nobody else is going to see it. God, I pray that you'd give us the grace to know what you're saying to, to us as individuals. Just, I, I want to just give you an opportunity for a response. I just feel like I don't want to move on from... Uh, can I just... And I, I just want to pray for you. If you feel like God is speaking to you, particularly about maybe there's some stuff to work on in here, maybe there's some people you need to speak to about not grumbling, or you need to repent of that, or that you feel like God's calling you to a greater intimacy with him that, that softens your heart. I just invite you, if you're feeling, if you're feeling God speak, speaking to you through this about that, just to put your hand up. Put your hand down on it, you have. But if there's anybody else, well, I just I do pray right now for all those with their hands up or their hands raised. God, you would particularly draw them into this personal revival. God, would you particularly be speaking to them, drawing them nearer to you? In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the talk. Further information about Hope Church can be found at www.hope-church.org.uk. Thank you for listening.